welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. On a happy Valentine's Day to each other and to all of you out there. Because and you know you are loved by us and loved by And Jesus great is saying God. something special to you today. Yes, he is. He's saying, will you be mine? Mm. I know he has y'all and Amen. us too. Amen. All right, today... He wants us to not fear, not fear. February 14th, 2 Chronicles 20, 15. 2 Chronicles 20, 15 says, He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. And hallelujah and amen and amen and so be it. So whatever it is you're facing today, whether you need a job, a raise, you need to straighten some things out with people, you know what? The Lord has it. Amen. On today's call, we're going to discuss seven confessions to financial success. Ooh. If you get nothing else from, from today's call, we want you to write down and memorize the financial confession that we're about to share with you. Without question, it will change your financial destiny. Are you ready? All right. The Lord has given us this a long time ago, and it is, we've seen it work, haven't we? Yeah, we have, baby. Okay. And not only in our lives. Oh, but in, in the lives, lives of, of a many, lot many of people. Others. Maybe one of you out there. That's it. It is. Let us know. Dead is disappearing. Lack is leaving. Poverty is fleeing. Faith is increasing. Wealth is accumulating. Money is multiplying. Generosity is growing. Amen. That's Amen. good. So let's look at each one of these confessions, shall we? Yes. First. <laughs> we just didn't even know who was going to go first. Dead is disappearing. First Samuel 22.2, Classic Amplified Bible says, And everyone in distress or in debt or discontented gathered to him, and he became a commander over them. And there were with him about 400 men. Like attracts like. Hallelujah. Mm. And broke attracts broke. You know, honey, I've imagined... The men gathered to David. <laughs> I saw something like Captain Jack Sparrow's crew from Pirates of Caribbean movie. But the great news is even the most discontented can be saved, delivered, and set free from financial lack with one divine encounter from our great God, Jehovah. We come into the realization that the creditors want to take everything from us, that they're not our friends, then we're on our way to financial freedom. Habakkuk 2.7, 2.7. Shall your debtors not rise up suddenly, who shall bite you, exacting usury of you, and those awake who will vex you, 
toss you to and fro, and make you tremble violently, then you will be booty for them. Listen, make no mistake. The advertisers and leaders want to plunder your bank accounts. Your debt will disappear even supernaturally when you're obedient to divine instructions. Circuit Kings 4-7. Circuit Kings 4-7, classic amplified. Then she came and told the man of God. He said, go, sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Not only did the widow in Second Kings 4 get her debts paid, but her retirement was properly funded, and her obedience kept her two sons from being taken into slavery by her husband's creditors. Once you get out of debt, never, never put yourself in harm's way again. Financially speaking, by being snared by someone else's actions, just don't fall for it. Proverbs 22:26, But not one of those who strike hands and pledge themselves or of those who become security for another's debts. Debt is disappearing from your life. It's dependent, but it's dependent upon the decisions you make and the actions you take. Well said. Second, lack is leaving. Lack is a bad, evil, disgusting, potential robbing, destiny-destroying, and promise-stealing four-letter word. What's the best way to leave to, for lack to leave your life? Consider these three scriptures. First is Proverbs 28-27 in the New Living Translation. God has some amazing ways to get out of debt. Yes, he does. It says, whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Think of that. According to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for lack is H4270. H4270, it means need, poverty, thing needed. Interestingly enough, H4270 is the Hebrew, in the Hebrew Concordance of the King James Bible, is used a total of 13 times. In eight of those verses, the word is translated translated as want, which leads us to this second verse. This is Psalm 34.9. Psalm 34.9, classic amplified, says, O fear the Lord, you his saints, revere and worship him, for there is no want, meaning no lack, to those who truly revere and worship him with godly fear. And the third verse comes from Proverbs 21.5. Proverbs 21.5, Classic Amplified also. It says, The thoughts of the steadily diligent tend only to plenteousness, but everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to want. If you want lack to leave your life, then you're going to need to revere and worship the Lord your God, give to the poor, and think the right thoughts, I could say rich thoughts, about your financial future. God's plan for us is summarized, in a way, in the first part of Acts 4.34. Acts 4.34 says, Neither was was there any among them that lacked. Third, poverty is fleeing. Once again, when we begin to fully realize that poverty is the devil's anointing, our next words to poverty should be the words of a Ray Charles song. We need to tell poverty... Mm. To hit the road, Jack, and never come back no more, no more, no more. 
That's it, maybe. I remember we did that one time. Performed it. Job 36.15, 36.15. He delivereth the poor in his affliction and openeth their ears in oppression. The word poor is the Hebrew word H6041. H6041, and it means poor, afflicted, humble, wretched, needy. Mm. Now, it sounds to me like God wants poverty to flee from our lives. Yes, he does. Deuteronomy 15, 4 and 5. 15, 4 and 5, classic amplified Bible. But there will be no poor among you. For the Lord will surely bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance to possess. If only you carefully listen to his voice, the voice of the Lord your God, to do washly all these commandments, which I command you this day. So let's get this straight. First, there'll be no poor among you. Second, the Lord will bless you. Third, God has given you an inheritance to possess. Fourth, if only. Fifth, you will listen to his voice. Sixth, do all his commandments. Seventh, which he will give you this day. Sounds to me. Sounds to us like it's time for poverty to also hit the road, Jack. Amen. Fourth, faith is increasing. Here are five keys to increasing our faith. Number one, we need to feed our faith through the Word of God. You know, we preach it all the time, don't we? Every morning. Yes, we do. Brother Kenneth Hagin said, faith begins where the will of God is known. How do we know the will of God? We read the Bible, and we do what it says. Hallelujah. Number two, we exercise our faith by our actions. What we do in life will be the reflection of what we've learned. We need to take the word and apply it. John eight thirty eight, classic amplified. John eight thirty eight says, I tell you the things which I have seen and learned at my father's side, and your actions also reflect what you have heard and learned from your father. So we need to be listening to the right father, which is Father God. Number three, speak to your faith to make it grow. Second Corinthians 4.13, Second Corinthians 4.13, this in the Good News Translation. The scripture says, I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. There are also times when we'll have to speak about things of faith before they manifest in the natural realm. That boldness of faith is what's going to open doors of opportunity because we are standing on the word. Number four, we need to free our faith from negativity. Another thing that Brother Hagen used to say, Kenneth Hagen Sr., feed your faith and starve your doubts. So the word negative is really not in, isn't really even in the King James Version of the Bible. However, when we think of the word negative, we're reminded of the word doubt. F.F. Bosworth, amazing man of God. F.F. Bosworth, the author of Christ the Healer, said, Faith and doubt cannot live in the same house. And fifth, believing the impossible is as possible. Luke 137, Classic Amplified. For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Hallelujah. You know, with God, nothing 
is impossible. But there is one thing. It's impossible to please God without our faith. Absolutely. And that's where we're at. Wow. We're going to finish this tomorrow. I guess we'll have to. (laughs) But just as a brief reminder, here are the seven confessions. You need to get deep down in your spirit. Mm. Debt is disappearing. Lack is leaving. Poverty is free. Faith is increasing. Money is multiplying. Wealth is accumulating. Generosity is growing. Hallelujah. And that's our Valentine's Day gift to you. Gift to you. Amen. The Word of God. Yeah. Rich, rich, rich words. People that you love, your children, your spouse, Mm. your in-laws and parents, make sure you call them all today and just say, Happy Valentine's Day. Amen. Or as the saying goes, spread the love. Hallelujah. You are funky. I know. Until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trail. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.